With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for the rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Rundown. It is the Thursday edition here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Around the world on the iHeartRadio app, my name is Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon on the show. Appreciate you uh, checking us out. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. You can follow me there as well. But today I've got tons of good stuff we're going to get into today, including, well, I don't believe something Nick Saban said. And uh, I'll tell you why in a moment. We'll also talk about how LSU wasn't exactly a good host. Excuse me, not LSU, Texas. Was not really a good host to LSU. We'll get into that. We'll also talk about the weekend ahead with college football. Are there some teams that may slip up this weekend? Because if you look at the schedule, there aren't a lot of like marquee games. Like last week you had Texas A&M and Clemson. You had LSU and Texas. All right, good games there. I mean, what's your best game this week? You don't really have one. So we'll get into that momentarily. We'll talk about teams that may be on a somewhat sort of an, an upset alert there. We'll also talk a little bit about uh, Team USA basketball. You're not really hearing about this because most people don't seem to care about Team USA basketball. But this year's World Cup team for Team USA has embarrassed America. Absolutely embarrassed America. So we'll get into that later on. But first, I want to lead off with Nick Saban said something after his press conference the other day. And I thought about bringing it up on Monday, but I ran into had so much other stuff. But And I have stuff today, too. But then the more and more I thought about it, this comment kind of hit me in the face a little bit. Nick Saban comes out and says, point blank, this big, bold statement after his team slapped around New Mexico State on Saturday. Here's the comment that makes you go, huh. Why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us. Really, Coach? Really? Because if you look at what – there is one team in the state of Alabama that has said, hey, we'll play them. You know who that is? That would be Troy. So the Troy Trojans said, hey, we'll square up and play you. If I did some research, though, and I, maybe, maybe I'm just dumb and I didn't know this, but 
of the in-state teams that are in Alabama, they have not scheduled Troy, UAB, South, South Alabama, or Samford. Now, you've seen these teams go out. UAB's played at South Carolina before. Troy has played at Clemson. I've seen South Alabama play non-conference games where they'll go and travel. Why is it that Nick Saban won't schedule or Alabama won't schedule any of the teams in state? I'll tell you why, or my, my theory of why. There's this elitist attitude that comes with, well, we're the University of Alabama. We have the most national titles among everybody. Why would we play anybody that's in our state and validate their program? That makes it wrong, though. So I looked up Alabama's schedule the past couple of years. 2017, they played uh, Florida State at a neutral site. Last year, it was Louisville at a neutral site. All of them close to Alabama, by the way. You know, a car ride from Tuscaloosa, if you get your friends together. So you got all of that going on for you there, and then, then they schedule this year Duke at a neutral site. Their athletic director says, I think we have a very good model that's worked well for us, and I don't see that changing. Yes, the Alabama model of scheduling is very simple. We are going to play eight games a year. The other four games are scrimmages. That's basically what it boils down to. Alabama wins all these games, and I'm not saying they're not a good team. But when they come out and they say, oh, well, we play a tough schedule and we play in the SEC. Really? Is that as far as you're going to go? I think Nick Saban, if he could get away with it, he would schedule, I don't know, Arkansas State, uh, maybe Southern Miss. I think they're on the schedule this year. And two other uh, lighter opponents, if nobody would say anything to him. I don't think he likes doing the neutral site games that like they had planned. But it's really hard for me to take Alabama seriously, especially when Coach Saban says this. Why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us. Well, Troy has answered you on Twitter, sir. So I'm hoping that, I mean, I'm assuming Nick Saban, a lot of these older coaches say they're on Twitter, but they're not. Hopefully, whoever's handling Nick Saban's Twitter will tell him, hey, Troy said they'll play us. If that person does tell Nick Saban that, he'll probably fire them on the spot. The problem is, though, is that when you are... Remember, remember Spider-Man where, you know, they, the big thing when... Uh, I think it was Tobey Maguire was Spider-Man, and the big, the big line for the movie is when you have great power, you have a great responsibility. Alabama has the great power. They are a national title contending team every season. And they have a great responsibility to the rest of college football. And that responsibility is to put out a schedule, a non-conference schedule that is not crap. But if you do have to have to put out the schedule that they have, please don't come out and say, we'll play anybody because you're, you're not being truthful. You won't even play the teams that are in state. And it makes no sense. So my question to the folks that are listening to the rundown today, you can call 
1832. I know there's Alabama fans in town. I went out for lunch and seen some Alabama folks. They're already starting to come in a little bit. But do you think the way that Alabama does their schedule is right? Because I think it's completely wrong. And do you believe Coach Nick Saban when he says, well, we'll schedule whoever we want, or we'll schedule whoever will play us? They'll schedule whoever they'll play, will play them if they do it by their rules. Neutral site, you must play there. No, we're not going to do a home-and-home home with you. Are you stupid? That's the mentality that they have. But they won't schedule Troy, UAB, South Alabama, or Samford. If they go by Rob's, coaching, uh, Rob's scheduling theory, they'll have 10 Power 5 games like Coach Saban wants. they got to schedule an in-state team. If that happens, boom, that's going to be crazy. For Alabama, anyway. Bill on Facebook Live says, not that Saban fears this South Carolina team per se, but do you think this week's game makes Saban nervous? In his, is it in his head? Kind of like a certain hole in golf that gives you fits. Um, I, I honestly don't think Nick Saban cares. I think that he's so used to... And by the way, he uh, Bill does bring up a good point. South Carolina is the only team in the SEC that has a winning streak against Alabama. Every other team has a losing streak to Alabama. So South Carolina fans, you can take that to heart this week. In fact, you can even say uh, Clemson has a winning streak as well. So if you're a Clemson fan, you can have that too. But as far as the entire SEC, the Gamecocks are the only team that has a winning streak against Alabama. Now, I know a lot of it's got to do with the way the scheduling template worked out, but I don't know if this game bothers Saban or not. If you look back at that South Carolina game in 2010, there were a lot of things that were kind of going against Saban. That were, it was kind of an undercurrent. Now, you got to remember, too, they just won the 2009 National Championship. They had a Heisman Trophy winner in their backfield with Mark Ingram. Won 19 consecutive games. They looked like they were literally 18 feet tall when they were heading into williams Bryce Stadium. Coach Steve Spurrier had Marcus Lattimore, who was kind of a, a warrior that day. Twenty, I think he had 23 carries for like 92 yards or something like that. But against that Alabama defense, that is pretty impressive. But lots of talk about Steven Garcia. I found on YouTube last night some of that game. And there was lots of talk about Connor Shaw in that game. Coming off the bench. The word around the program and around town was, will Shaw get to play? I mean, he was a major part of the CBS pregame conversation. If you watch some of that, you can find it on YouTube, by the way. But remember Alabama coming in from that game. They just slapped Florida 31-6. to They had a senior quarterback in Greg McElroy. He had the offense completely humming. But Steven Garcia, let's, let's be honest, was not exactly the most well-liked guy right then. We knew that he had the talent. He could run around, throw the ball, make plays. We knew that. But Steven Garcia's head really wasn't in it. And we, we don't have to beat Steven Garcia to death. He's not... 
He's not out there anymore, but he is part of the story here. Garcia had the game of his life. Even Spurrier said that. I think he was, I've got the numbers here, and it was it was so interesting because of of the actual the way that Garcia managed that game. He only finished with 201 yards. So 17 of 20 passes, 201 yards, and three touchdowns, and he did throw one interception. But he was John Q. game manager that game. He was the guy that put them together and held the offense together and used the tools that he had, which, by the way, he had some pretty good tools with Alshon Jeffrey, who's still playing in the NFL, and Marcus Lattimore, who'd still be in the NFL right now, I think, if it wasn't for the knee injuries that he suffered. But Steven Garcia, even by Coach Spurrier's words, played the game of his life. And it was almost like a perfect storm for Alabama coming in there. I think if those two teams played each other ten times, Alabama would win nine of them. I really believe that. With that team, with the senior quarterback and the senior uh, the senior and Mark Ingram in the backfield, really hard for me to point it out and say, all right, South Carolina would win. But it comes back to the point of not today. And I think that's the mentality that the Gamecocks had. They walked out on the field and told Alabama, not today. It's not going to happen. One of the most shocking one of the most shocking upsets, I think, in Gamecock history, probably in Alabama history as well. But can the Gamecocks do that this weekend? I don't know. But I appreciate Bill with his comment there. And does does it really bother Alabama? I don't. I don't think so. I mean, Saban's not going to tell you if it does anyway. I'll tell you the only the only person that I think has ever really bothered Saban was Deshaun Watson. Just by his facial expressions on the sidelines, if you watch the first national title game where Alabama and Clemson squared off, Nick Saban had to go to a, a fake or, or an onside kick because he knew that, yeah, my offense is humming, but my defense can't stop Deshaun Watson. So I think Deshaun Watson's the only one that ever really got to him because Deshaun Watson truly doesn't care about anything when it comes onto the football field. I think he's put that out there big time. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. But for those that went to that South Carolina game, I was in the stands for that game in 2009. What do you think about uh, the big, the big upset? Do you remember the the attitude of the team? 803-978-1832. Did you go into it thinking South Carolina had a chance? Because in reality, not very many people thought that South Carolina had a chance. Same thing going into this weekend. I think the average Gamecock fan is like, man, I just hope we don't get embarrassed. I hope that some of our playmakers don't get hurt. 
We'll take calls on that at 803-978-1832. We also have Clemson on the road this weekend at Syracuse. The last time Syracuse played Clemson in the Carrier Dome, they came out on top. Dino Babers knows how to coach. Who's got a better chance to pull the upset this weekend, you think? South Carolina or Syracuse? We'll take calls on that as well. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832. If I had to rub the crystal ball and say we're going to have an upset in one of them, who do you think has a better chance? Syracuse or South Carolina? Both are 20-plus point underdogs. South Carolina at home, Syracuse at home. National spotlight on both games. Number one team in the country with Clemson. Number two team in the country with Alabama. If you told me I had to pick, I I would probably, this would be really tough for me, but if you told me I had to pick one or the other, I would probably have to go with Clemson being on the road. Simply because Clemson's still got some issues on defense meaning that there's still some guys out there that we don't really know about. And I know I'm trying to paint a picture that's just not really there yet. But if you had to tell me, hey, Rob, one or the other is going to get the upset, I just think there's too much with Alabama right now with the way that they're locked in, with their quarterback who has the potential to win the Heisman, all the great receivers, Jerry, Judy. It's crazy. Shout out to Joyce. She says she likes watching me on Facebook Live. She's up in Washington State. Hello to Washington State. If I yell really loud, they can hear me up there because I have the big booming pipes. I'm trying. She says she does miss the South. So thank you for that, Joyce. We'll take your calls on that today. Who do you think has a better chance of pulling off the upset? Syracuse over Clemson or South Carolina over Alabama? And I think the other reason that I pick... Syracuse is because I think that South Carolina comes in with that uh, basically freshman quarterback, his first SEC start. Garcia had plenty of time in 2010. He was doing his big thing with the Gamecocks. We knew that he was a great player, but South Carolina also had some tools. I mean, Marcus Lattimore is probably, in my opinion, Sorry, Mr. George Rogers, but I think the greatest Gamecock running back in history. Yes, I know George Rogers won the Heisman. Please call and and hate me there, 803-978-1832. Or you can tweet at me at Rob Sounds Good and tell me that you're too young to understand George Rogers, and I'll tell you I'll still take Marcus Lattimore, and I'll still win games. Sorry. But I do think having that guy and Alshon Jeffrey made the big difference there. And I think Syracuse, on the other hand, has some defensive ends that may cause some problems. I think that if one or the other, you told me I had to pick, I'd probably go with Syracuse trying to pick up a win over Clemson. If I knew one of them was going to be an upset, that's kind of the route I would go. Gamecock fans, call us at 803-978-1832 and tell me how your Gamecocks can win. I'd love to hear the the knowledge on that because I just don't see it. I don't see Syracuse winning either. But if you told me one or the other, that's who I'd go with. More of the rundown in just a moment. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Interesting comments from uh, Facebook Live. Russ says neither is happening, but South Carolina has a better chance. 
Joyce says it's South Carolina by, I, I think, a lot of people think it's South Carolina by far. We'll take your calls at 803-978-1832. I will give South Carolina credit on this. I know that um, Alabama has played Duke. But as far as going into a hostile environment, this will be the first hostile environment that Alabama's had to go into this season. And every team in every year is different. I don't think it's going to matter to guys like Jared Judy and Tua Tunga Viola and guys like that that have played in the SEC championship games, national title games, all of that. But games can come down to inches. If you have a, let's say, I don't know, a freshman offensive lineman that goes out there and plays a little bit, somebody who hasn't been under the grills, basically, the grills being the big lights, maybe that's something that South Carolina could have an advantage for. I do think that despite being a heavy underdog, I think the Gamecock fan base is going to show out on Saturday. And I think that this game Saturday will kind of have the feel of last year's Georgia game, where it was almost like a fever pitch of just, yeah, let's go, let's get out there. And if you're a player, I'm sure you can feel that. These coaches talk about all the players this and the players that. I'm telling you, if you play anything, when you get into a huge environment, it can mess with your psyche just a little bit. So maybe that with Alabama not having played in front of a a hostile crowd, and I say hostile crowd lovingly, by the way. Hostile crowds to me are, you know, when they come out, you boo them, you yell at them, you scream at them, all that good stuff. And that's with any team. But I think that maybe that'll be something that will be in the Gamecocks' favor as, you know, being at home. Because Alabama, with the poor schedule that they put together every single year, no wonder Alabama goes undefeated every year, 11-1 or 10-2. They have four games that are just crap. And their coach is arrogant enough to call out the fan base for, for having to sit in the stands until they, you know, they get done with their dismantling of, of, of you know, insert your junior college here. Yeah, that's crazy too. But either way, now the, I mean, when you think about that, Today, it was announced that the, uh, the game with Syracuse for the first time in like its 49-year history or something like that is actually a sellout in the Carrier Dome. Now, let, let's be honest. The Carrier Dome is nowhere near as big or as exciting or can put out as much of a, a bigger fan base as South Carolina will have down at Williams-Brice this weekend. Not to be disrespectful to the Clemson fans, the ACC, or whatever, but the environment that will be at Syracuse will not be anywhere near as active as it's going to be down at Williams-Brice Stadium this weekend. And deep down, if you're honest with yourself, you'll believe that. In fact, I think as far as the ACC goes, if you're looking for a big-time environment, you might give me, I'll buy Clemson, I'll buy Florida State, and Crickets. Miami plays their games off campus. I don't think there's another very intimidating intimidating home spot in the ACC other than Florida State when Florida State doesn't suck and Clemson. 
So, yeah, they sold out the Carrier Dome, but let's be honest, they use that as a basketball arena too, which, you know, it's kind of hard to, to even compare. So maybe the atmosphere on Saturday will be a little bit different for Alabama. Maybe that going into it, everybody waving their towels the whole nine yards, maybe that'll be something that will help the Gamecock, fan, help the Gamecock football team a little bit. I just think it's just an uphill battle. And I don't think they have the tools that they had last time. You know, Will Muschamp is not Steve Spurrier. We don't know how great Ryan Holinsky is yet. We don't have a running back down there that is in the caliber of Marcus Lattimore. And we definitely don't have a receiver that's like Alshon Jeffrey. So there you go with that. We'll take your calls at 803-978-1832, As um, we go through the afternoon, Jamie makes a great point on Facebook Live. Yes, Virginia Tech. Let me pop my hand. Yeah, Virginia Tech is a strong, a strong venue as well. But those three after that, I can't think of another one. None of the other teams really sell out their home games to be completely honest with you. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to sound off on Alabama's schedule, how I, I'm, in, I'm convinced they only play eight games a year. And in fact, right now, with Arkansas being, you know, the gong show that they are, with Ole Miss being what they are, they technically only really play six games a year. So no wonder when they're really that good. I think if I were coaching South Carolina, that's what I would tell them. I would tell my team, you know what? At least every year we play Clemson, in addition to our SEC schedule. This year we played another ACC team in North Carolina. In their state, by the way. We're not like Alabama. We have to schedule Arkansas State, Southern Miss, and several other teams. That's what I'd tell them. How do you lose going into that? That would be my pregame talk to them. I I would stand there in my boxers, and I would put on a pair of pants and tell them, you know what? Alabama puts on their pants just like this, just the way that you do. And guess what? We play a tougher schedule than they do. Why is that? Maybe Alabama's the, the big bad bully that if you hit them in the mouth, they may not hit you back. That's the kind of stuff that I would be telling my team. I wouldn't be, oh, it's just another game. No, no, no. This is Alabama. They think they're bad. Why don't we show them that we're bad? You didn't come to South Carolina to lose games. Maybe I could be like a motivational speaker for some of these teams. Go in and set them on fire quick. Is Alabama really that good? Tua Tonga Viola, when he gets hit, he's not that good. Jerry Judy, Clemson made him look small I would challenge every one of my guys that's how I think you have to motivate your team and I know that the mentality is well you get them jacked up for this game they won't be jacked up for the next game you should be jacked up for every game 803-978-1832-803-978-1832 is the number to call if you want to join us here on the rundown this afternoon we could talk about Alabama and how Nick Saban when he says this 
is not really telling the truth. Why, why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. I, we'll play anybody you can get to play us. Okay, well, Troy already said they'll play you, sir. Maybe you can get to work on that. I can think of a long list of teams that would love to schedule a home-and-home with Alabama, not a, oh, well, we're going to play we're going to play a game at a neutral site, and it has to be basically a car ride away from Tuscaloosa. That's the only way that we'll do it. Yeah. Not, I'm not feeling that at all. All right, when we have the list and we come back, these are the games that this weekend that I'm not saying the team's going to lose, but this is like stub-your-toe weekend. That's kind of the way I look at it. So we'll give you the stub-your-toe weekend games here on the rundown this afternoon. Of course, you can always catch me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Or you can listen in Washington, like Joyce says, by watching on Facebook Live. We appreciate that. Also, thanks to Donald, uh, Jamie, Bill, all these folks watching on Facebook Live today. Just find me on Facebook. Look for Rob Sanders. You'll see a picture of my chunky face. Follow me on Facebook. I will be uh, online every day here at 3 o'clock giving you my, war, my, my view of the world and sports a little bit different from everybody else. I am actually in Columbia, though, unlike some folks. I'm just saying. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. This is The Rundown. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Strap in. It's time for the list. The list this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. We have a list every day here at 335. I'll tell you what, today's list are, it's stub your toe weekend. Ow, you ever stub your toe? I did that this morning. I, I, I wanted to yell at my cat. That's how much it hurt my toe. My poor big, my poor little pinky toe. I hit it on the side of the dresser this morning. Not good. Not good at all. All right, so today's list, it's very simple. These are stub-your-toe games that, if they ended up in an upset, I wouldn't be completely shocked. All right? So here's the stub-your-toe games for the weekend. Number five. You know, Virginia is 2-0, and and they're moving their way up in the eyes of everyone in the ACC. And they're talking about, all right, maybe, maybe this is the team from the Coastal. Maybe we should believe in Virginia. They're out here, and they're, they're playing some pretty good football they beat an SEC team in a bowl game. They've got a good coach. They've got a good quarterback. They've got some all-conference guys in their secondary. Maybe this is Virginia's year. I mean, they're not going to beat Clemson, but maybe they can win the Coastal. Virginia plays Florida State this weekend. You know, the crazy thing with that, that game is at home, 7:30 game on the ACC Network. Florida State has talent. They've got top 25 recruiting classes. I don't know if Willie Taggart is the right answer there at Florida State, but here's what I do know. I do know that if they went in there and won, that would be a signature win for Willie Taggart. And the way the ACC Coastal is, where we've had a different champion for six straight years in a row, 
Would you be really surprised if Florida State went in there and won that game? Uh, I don't think so. Number four. Number four, the stub your toe games of the weekend. You know, TCU at Purdue. Purdue's favored in this game, but you know what? TCU plays defense. They've, they've always played some pretty good defense at TCU. Would not be shocked if TCU went into Purdue and won that game outright. Number three. Number three on the list, you know, Florida. They, they Right now, Florida used to be just this storied program with Steve Spurrier there. They're winning national titles, going to the SEC championship game all the time. Hey, that's awesome. But here's the thing. They play at Kentucky this week. Kentucky comes in. They've lost their starting quarterback, Terry Wilson, for the season. But this game at Kentucky is going to be, as far as a fan standpoint, they're treating it like it's like it's March Madness in Kentucky. The line on the game has dropped from 11.5 to 7 and even 6.5 in some spots. Felipe Franks is an absolute crazy man. Meaning that, as I said, he's the honky-tonk man of quarterbacks. He's the best quarterback ever, just ask him. He'll tell you on the sidelines, hey, I threw four picks today, but I'm still the best quarterback ever. He's one of those types. All right? Look for Kentucky to cover the spread. That's one of my absolute locks of the week. And Big Blue Nation could win that game and be 3-0 and to start the season. And everybody talking about, oh, wow, they lost uh, the big lineman. And they lost their best running back. Kentucky is going to stink this year. Ooh, if they win this game this week, it could be off to the races for the Wildcats. Number two. Number two is games that could stub their toe this weekend. And I'm not putting South Carolina and Clemson into these mix-up mixes here because I'm talking about games outside of the spectrum. Okay? Uh, Stanford playing at UCF. Stanford comes in. They're, they're an underdog in this game. Not a lot of love for the Pac-12, but if Stanford is able to go in to UCF and pick up the win, that would be huge for the Pac-12, almost a statement win. And then you know what would happen? Everybody's going to look at Army, the team that I said, "Hey, that's the best non-conference Power Five or non-non-Power Five team," is Army. I think we may be talking about that come. Saturday afternoon at about uh, 8 o'clock, Saturday evening. There you go. As we get set up for that Clemson matchup. And number one. Number one on the list here, Southern Cal is playing at BYU. Uh, Southern Cal is favored in this game, even though it's at BYU. But Coach Helton is is, is coaching for his job. BYU just came off of a win at Tennessee. Now, I know that winning at Tennessee is not exactly... Something that is absurdly hard right now. I know that Sean Elliott has a win there with Georgia State. Most people in Tennessee probably don't know that Georgia State's in Atlanta. But the reality is, is that BYU has already played in front of a hostile environment. Now they're playing at home and they're welcoming a Southern Cal team where the athletic director, Lynn Swan, has resigned. The players see this, and they know that the new AD that's going to come in, do you think he's going to want to keep this coach? Probably not. Look for Urban Meyer to head there. But BYU could put the stomping on Southern Cal and win over the weekend. That is your stub your toe list of games this week here on the rundown. Not a very lot of 
great matchups. Maryland at Temple. You know Temple's a favorite in that game? Put the money on Maryland. Maryland will wipe the floor with Temple at noon on Saturday. I don't know why people are thinking Maryland's just awesome. Ohio State's playing in Indiana. Come on. How how, how long will Justin Fields play? If he's in past the second quarter, I'm going to mock. Let's say say the second string of the third quarter, second series. If he's playing that long, I'm going to mock OSU fans on, uh, on Saturday. Pittsburgh's playing at Penn State. Pittsburgh does not have enough. Penn State's going to run completely all over them. If that game's close, I'd be shocked. Washington State at Houston, that game's on Friday night. Probably your sneaky good game on Friday. It's at 6 o'clock in the evening. North Carolina plays at Wake Forest. That game is really interesting. Both teams are 2-0. and Mac Brown is back. Return of the Mac. They keep calling it up there. If he wins this game, wow. That's going to be crazy in its own right. But North Carolina, they could be doing their thing. And Wake Forest, this could kind of be a win for them saying, hey, you know what? We're gearing up to have that matchup with Clemson. And with our pace and tempo that we play with, maybe they can give Clemson some problems. I don't know. That's one way to neutralize the speed that Clemson has on the defensive line is to play tempo. It's kind of how Syracuse beat them last time. Bill on Facebook says, wide receiver for Southern Cal has entered the transfer portal. I think the whole team wants to enter the transfer portal. Who wants to watch that team right now? But sneaky game, North Carolina and Wake Forest on Friday night. I really like that game. I'll be finding somewhere to sit up and watch that game. Or I'm such a radio geek, I'll probably be listening to it on on the radio somewhere. Anywhere that I can find that's streaming it, by the way. Uh, I mentioned Maryland at Temple. Another game that will be interesting this weekend, Iowa State and Iowa. Big rivalry matchup there. Do you think South Carolina and Clemson should play early in the season instead of the last game? That would make sense. Why not? But those two teams get together. Iowa is 2-0, shutting out Rutgers. Iowa State need a triple OT to knock off Northern Iowa in the season opener, and they were off in week two, so they've had a week to plan for this game. We'll see how that game match uh, uh, shakes up. That's up 4 o'clock on Saturday. Um, One other game that I had on my list to look at. Oh, I must have skipped it. Anyway, but there you go with that. Iowa and Iowa State, look for that to be a close game as well. But a sneaky good matchup, North Carolina and Wake Forest. If you're not watching high school games, do yourself a favor. This week, go out and find a good high school game and watch it. My Lexington Wildcats lost to Gilbert last week. They're now 2-1. and one. Gilbert's at 3-0, and oh, though. Go out and watch those guys play. Or better yet, go and watch Dutch Fork play. That's one of those games, I don't even know who they're playing this week. No clue who they're playing, but the game will probably be over at the half. So you don't have to sit out there and sweat too much. But you can still see some good high school football. Take your phone, then you can stream some of the North Carolina game. There, there you go. That's, that's my, my theory of a good night of football. Try that. All right, so when we come back, I'm kind of upset with Texas. I'll tell you why. We'll talk about that and more on The Rundown here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Final segment of the rundown this afternoon. You know, we talked earlier about uh, Nick Saban 
And this comment that he made where I just don't think he's being truthful. Why, why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us and we'll play them. We'll play anybody you can get to play us. Okay, so there's Coach Nick Saban saying something that's not completely truthful. Sorry, Coach. If you want to take out the artificial hip and throw it at me, I'm fine with that. But here's another person that is not telling us the full truth. The athletics director, Chris Del Conte at Texas, ordered a massive, basically, investigation into a report that Ed Orgeron put out there that the visiting locker room at Texas did not have air conditioning during their game last week. And his team was prepared for it. Louisiana Tech coach Skip Holtz basically said the same thing that Orgeron said. Um, they didn't have air conditioning for the game the previous week. LSU actually brought fans. So they kind of knew this was going to happen. They kind of knew this was going to happen. Hey, you don't need air conditioning. That's kind of the mentality that they have down in Texas. But they had this big investigation, and according to the investigation, the Longhorns said it was 68 degrees when uh, before Texas uh, before LSU came in there. After the game, it was 74 degrees. And according to an internal report, where you do you what? Who do you ask for this stuff? Do do you have a guy down there that that can do that? Are your thermostats like? Monitor, you can monitor them from afar. I know there are thermostats that can do that. But here's the thing, too. Let's just say that you believe what Chris Del Conte was saying. Did you see the LSU band when you watched any of that game the other night? Normally, they pan to the band. They couldn't find the band. You know why? Because they put the band at the very top of the stadium. Now, I'm not saying that all other schools do that. Some of them do. I do know for South Carolina, the band is generally right there. I think it's on the 30-yard line, the opposing band. I think Clemson puts the bands in the end zone. But they're lower level, so you can actually see the band. And generally, the parents sit with or, with or near the band, okay? Now, I'm not saying you should make it like absurdly the best seats in the house. I get that. But there is a thing to being a good host. And Texas was not a very good host. There's reports by two different coaches that said, hey, we didn't have air conditioning in our locker rooms. Now, this is in Texas where it's hot as hell, and there's no air conditioning there. You think that doesn't help maybe drain some athletes? I I would think it would. If it's hot as hell in your locker room and you're going out somewhere where it's hot, there's a, a good opportunity, especially if you're in full pads, you're going to sweat more. You sweat more, you lose some of your nutrition, etc. You it could cause you to cramps, have cramps, etc. on the field. That's not being a good host. Putting the opposing team's band in the top of your stadium where you can look down and they look like just a speck in the top of the sky... That's not being a good host either. Pretty disgusting, the stuff that Texas did. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. I'm not saying it has to be the best, but hey, let's have some air conditioning, especially if you're in the South or in Texas where it's hot. And you're a Division One power. You have your own TV network. 
Texas is the only school that has pretty much their own TV network. You're telling me they can't get get somebody to put some air conditioning in the locker room? They're claiming they did, but it wasn't there. LSU planned for in advance and brought fans. My brother does heating and air. He could have he could have fixed them up something quick, and had it where it's it's at least cool enough in that locker room where the coach is not going to complain about it. Bill says that's typical Tom Herman. You know what? I'm I'm beginning to think Tom Herman is a bit of a of a of an idiot. I can't use the term I want on the radio. <laughs> I have to catch myself sometimes because I want to say the things that I would say with my friends when I step outside a studio. And that's not going to work. But it is kind of interesting, though, that they, after an exhaustive investigation, I don't know what, what's so exhaustive about it. Did you send you send some uh, some Texas train hamsters up into the duck work with with a thermostat attached to them so they could get the actual temperature? Not buying it, Chris Del Conte. Not buying it. Two straight coaches. If Skip Holtz complained in week one, I would have every single heating and air company I could possibly gather to figure out what was going on in the opposing team's locker room. Because you know what? It's not classy if you're not a good host, especially in college football. The fans can show their disdain for people. I completely get that. But I think if you go into a locker room, you should be able to have air conditioning and working toilets and water, for goodness sake. If you want to respond to that, 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to join us on the rundown this afternoon, I gave you my list of stub your toe games for the week. Tomorrow, we'll give you our, our list of uh, my top five locks of the weekend. Go ahead and put Kentucky on there now. I, I feel really good about that game and the Maryland game. Those two, I think, are locks, in my opinion. Kentucky and Maryland. The more and more I watch, the more and more I'm like, yeah, that, that works. All right, so Lawton Swan for Clemson Sports Talk is next. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Be sure to check him out. He'll be with you from 4 to 6. I'm on Twitter at Rob Soundsgood. Be sure to follow me there. Taking a beating from some Gamecock fans on Twitter here lately because I, I don't have very much hope in the Gamecocks winning this weekend. I, I, I'm i sorry. I just try to be honest. I don't say things like this. Why, why don't you start calling around and see if you can get somebody else to play us, and we'll play them. I, we'll play anybody you can get to play us. Yeah, there you go. I, I don't believe you, Coach Saban. Sorry. Troy doesn't believe you. They're putting their hands up on Twitter. Schedule them. I just try to be as honest as I can be on this front with some of this stuff. I don't believe that Texas had air conditioner on for LSU. And I got two, two, two coaches that agree with me. So we'll all agree together. But you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. And if I'm crazy, you can call me out there. I don't, I don't block people. I think blocking people is just kind of a punk way out, by the way. If you block people on social media, it's not even social media. Then you're just having people that are a part of your social media feed that think the way that you do. You're not open to looking at anything else. If you block, it's just a punk move. I have had people block me, not because I've said anything about them, just because of things I've said. I haven't really addressed anyone and said, you are blank, blank, blank. I've just said things like, 
I don't think South Carolina can win this weekend. Gotten blocked by some people. Sorry. No apologies here as far as what I post out there. I'm sorry, though, if I hurt your feelings, but I'm not sorry for what I post. Be sure to catch the rundown tomorrow. We'll be here at 3 o'clock. Lawton Swan will join us now for Clemson Sports Talk, the czar of Clemson Sports. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. He is at Clemson Sports. More of the rundown tomorrow. Podcast up at 5 o'clock this afternoon. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.